0: Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Often, what we hear from the left when they try to sell their government takeover plans to the American people is that we need to be more like Europe. Or, we need to be more like Canada. This was one of the battle cries of former President Barack Obama's administration when they were fighting to implement Obamacare, which of course was a government takeover of 20% of the entire U.S. economy. If we were more like, add any European country here, we would be so much better off. If our healthcare system was more like Canada's, we would get everything for free. (laughs) There is never any talk about the real price for giving any government that kind of control over people's lives. Canada does not have the same freedoms that we have in this country as, of course, spelled out in our Bill of Rights and in our Constitution. Even so, people in Canada and, and elsewhere are just simply getting fed up with the restrictions on freedom that governments around the world have enacted on their people in the name of COVID. We have documented what is happening in Canada with the trucker convoy and blockade right here on this podcast. And today we review what has happened since our last podcast as documented by the Daily Wire in a series of articles about those that are fighting for freedom in our neighbor to the north. Instead of understanding the problem and the issues facing his country, Justin Trudeau has doubled down on his strong-handed approach. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act on Monday in an effort to crack down on protesters that have shut down parts of Ottawa and various border crossings with the U.S. Trudeau informed his cabinet and Canada's premiers of his intent Monday morning. The Prime Minister announced um, uh, his announcement marks the first time the act, which replaced the War Measures Act in 1988, has been employed. Quote After discussing with cabinet and caucus, after consultation with premiers from all provinces and territories, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provisional and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations, unquote. And this is Trudeau's announcement uh, in a press conference. Quote, I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time-limited, geographically targeted, as well as reasonable and proportionate, reasonable and proportionate to the threats that are meant to address the Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels across the country. Okay, let me stop. Because they don't have the power to do what they want to do right now. So this will give them that power. So in Canada, you know, they have the right to free speech, sort of. (laughs) But if they enact that right, to free speech in in a way the government doesn't want them to, well, then all they have to do is invoke this Emergencies Act, because then they can be considered terrorists, and they can then, of course, be jailed, and, and that right of free speech be taken away. The Emergencies Act powers will strengthen, as they put it, law enforcement abilities to fine and imprison protesters, according to the prime minister. The Act will be enforced most heavily in the areas of quote critical infrastructure, unquote, such as airports and border crossings. Trudeau said that the Act also ensures essential services such as towing away trucks used to, to block you know, roads and highways. Now the this is because the tow truck drivers are refusing to do what he wants. So they sent out tow truck drivers to take away some of these these trucks that are um, blocking the the downtown area of Ottawa and the border crossings and things like this. Um, not only did the truckers do things like take the tires off of their trucks, <laughs> so it made it a whole lot harder to to, to do that, but then the tow truck drivers they wouldn't they wouldn't actually do it they refused to actually comply and and to do it and so what this does is they have now trying to take steps to force the tow truck drivers to do what they want quote in addition financial institutions will be authorized and directed to render essential services to help address the situation including by regulating and prohibiting the use of property to find to fund or support illegal blockades. This is what Trudeau added. So anyone that can be identified as a part of the blockade will have their bank account seized and they will be arrested. But not only that, anyone suspected of helping the protesters will be subject to the same thing. So, without any kind of court hearing or judge ruling or anything like this, no evidence at all needed. All you have to do if you're a bank, let's say, is say, you know what? I believe that this person is helping, you know, deliver cookies to the <laughs> to the truckers. So, we're going to seize their bank account. The Prime Minister emphasized that the Canadian military would not be called in to break up the demonstrations. And I would say to that, yet. <laughs> because, I mean, why wouldn't they, right? If, if this is gonna continue on and there's really no rights to any of this, then why wouldn't they use them? Quote, we're not using the Emergencies Act to call in the military. We are not suspending fundamental rights or overriding the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Let me me repeat that to you again. We're not using the Emergencies Act to call in the military. We are not suspending fundamental rights or overriding the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. We are not limiting people's freedom of speech. We are not limiting freedom of peaceful assembly we are not preventing people from exercising their right to protest legally. We are in, we are reinforcing the principles, values and institutions that keep all Canadians free, Trudeau asserted. Now, we definitely have to stop here. The freedom of speech is a fundamental principle, value and institution that is mandatory to maintain freedom, it's it's that simple. How you can say that you are forcibly shutting down free speech and the right to protest and peacefully assemble, but you are not preventing them from doing those things, is just simply ridiculous. So let me in, let me let me interpret what he's saying here. He's saying. We are doing what I'm saying we are not doing to reinforce the principles, values, and institutions that should keep us from doing what we're doing, but say that we're not doing. (laughs) Okay, let me interpret that. We're throwing people in jail and taking their money and freedom so we can reinforce freedom in this country. Uh, Okay, one more interpretation. We are stopping you from doing what we don't want you to do because we can. The Prime Minister described the use of the Emergencies Act as a last resort. <laughs> oh man. Christia Freeland, she's Canada's financial minister, uh, later said that banks and other financial institutions in Canada have the authority to, quote, temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further the illegal blockade and occupations. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts. So if you have a bank account in Canada, they can prevent you from accessing your own money. They are, only need to, quote, suspect that you have any ties to the blockade or helping them in any way. Now, crowdfunding platforms, which protesters have used to sustain their their weeks long demonstrations, would fall under the enforcement of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules. This is what Freeland said. Quote, these changes cover all forms of transactions, she said. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the proceeds of the Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. So again, these are terrorists. I mean, the interpretation of what she's saying here is that These crowdfunding companies are helping terrorists. Let me me interpret that again. Crowdfunding platforms like Give, Send, Go are terrorist organizations, and we need to crack down on them. All right, one more interpretation. We want that money, and we're going to take it. (laughs) It's that simple, right? It can't be interpreted any other way. The Emergencies Act defines an emergency as a situation, quote, seriously endangers the lives, health, or safety of Canadians and is of such proportions or nature as to exceed the capacity or authority of a province to deal with it, unquote. Now, protesters with the Freedom Convoy have shut down parts of downtown Ottawa for roughly three weeks over restrictive COVID-19 measures and vaccine mandates. Convoy organizer Tamara Leach said earlier on Monday that protesters will continue to hold the line against the Canadians and government. And, And that's kind of an interesting use of words. I think you're going to see here in just a minute why it is. Now, part of the problem for the the government in Canada is that many of the tow truck drivers that were sent to remove the trucks just simply refused to do it. Tow truck drivers may face arrest for refusing to help move trucks involved with Canada's Freedom Convoy in Ottawa and border areas uh, after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the nation's Emergency Act on Monday. Quote, tow truck operators who have been reluctant to cooperate with the police will also now be compelled to work with law enforcement agencies to clear Ottawa streets and border crossings at Kaut, uh, Alberta. Uh, If they don't cooperate, they could face arrest. This is from the New York times and, and what they reported on Tuesday. The, Development comes as Trudeau's Trudeau doubled down uh, against free the Freedom Convoy protesters on Monday, invoking the emergency powers to stop those opposing his COVID-19 vaccine mandates for truck drivers, which by the way, 90% of which are vaccinated. So we're only talking about 10% of the drivers, all of this all of this over that quote, the act, if invoked, will provide the federal government extraordinarily 30-day limit uh, time limit powers, enabling the prohibition of public assembly. So you can't get together, you can't assemble together, you can't travel, and the use of specific property. So they're trucks and things like this. It would allow Ottawa to designate Uh, protected places, and forced privately owned tow truck companies to provide their services to the city. That was from Rebel News and what they reported. The act has never been invoked, although its predecessor, the War Measures Act, talked about earlier, was invoked by, guess who? Trudeau's father when he was prime minister in the 1970s. Kind of interesting, isn't it? According to Canada's CTV News, several tow truck companies have sided with the Freedom Convoy and have refused to tow anyone associated with the protest. Now, these drivers could face consequences. <laughs> the chaos has also escalated in another major way this, this week as Ottawa's chief of police, Peter Slowly, uh, resigned on Tuesday. Quote, since the onset of this demonstration, I have done everything possible to keep this city safe and put an end to this unprecedented and unforeseen crisis. And this is what he said in his resignation letter. Quote, we have acquired new resources and enforcement tools and stood up the new integrated command center. I am confident the Ottawa Police Service is now better positioned to end this occupation, as he put it. The Daily Wire editor uh, emeritus uh, Ben Shapiro predicted that Trudeau's attempts to malign and discredit the Freedom Convoy uh, protesters is uh, you know and and really um, frame them as extremists. It's going to fail and it's going to backfire. During uh, a recent appearance that he was on on Fox News, he, quote: "Individuals are trying to blockade our economy. Our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop, the Prime Minister added. (laughs) People of Ottawa don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. They don't deserve to be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flying on the street corner or Confederate flag. (laughs) Shapiro said that Trudeau's repeated attempts to dismiss the protesters as a small fringe minority and lump them all in with extremists, racists, Nazis, It's, it's just all bound to fail. Quote, this sort of tactic which Trudeau is picking up from, of course, the American left is likely to be wildly unsuccessful, Shapiro said on Fox News. He said anybody can look at this convoy and see that They are not flying Nazi flags in mass. They and that these are not radical right wingers. This attempt to paint everybody who is opposed to the authoritarian tactics of the authorities on, on COVID as Nazis and far right crazies is going to backfire. In fact, it has backfired. The protesters are seeing enormous support from everywhere. Nearly half. Of the more than $8 million, yes, $8 million raised for the Canadian uh, trucker Freedom Convoy on Give, Send, Go comes from small American donors, the organization revealed on Wednesday. The crowdfunding platform offered its assistance after, of course, GoFundMe shut down the Freedom Convoy fundraiser of more than $10 million earlier in February. Uh, and, And if you remember right, we were talking about how they they were literally trying to give that money to other organizations that they wanted to, to have the money to until obviously the pressure uh, was put upon them to not do so. Uh, give, Send, Go uh, estimates roughly half of the donations it has collected to help the group uh, came from small donations made from the U.S. in an update provided, of course, to, to Fox Business. The report included comments from organization co-founder and CFO, Jacob Wells, who shared, quote, a pretty even split between donations coming from Canada and donations coming from the U.S., noting that the average donation was quite small, less than $100. The crowdfunding group also announced it was uh, operating again on Tuesday after a cyber attack against the Canadian truck truck. Uh, Trucker Freedom Convoy fundraiser occurred on Sunday night. Give, send, go released a statement to social media on Tuesday to address the the many concerns related to the incident. Quote, we know there are many questions concerning the attacks on give, send, go. And this was the, the statement released on Sunday night. The final words of the statement noted the cyber attack represented more than a technical issue. This wasn't just some, you know, IT thing that went wrong. Uh, They they were telling supporters of the platform that they're in a battle. "Quote: We are in a battle. We don't expect it to be easy. This is not cause. This has not caused us to be afraid. Instead, it's made it even more evident that we cannot back down." Thank you for your continued support, prayers and countless emails letting us know that you are standing with us. This is what the statement concluded with on on Saturday, Give, and go reported on Twitter that they are continuing to work with uh, difficult campaign orga- uh, different sorry different campaign organizers to ensure funds um, reach the the, uh, the freedom convoy. So they're working to try to get that money to them on many different levels. Quote, the funds from the Freedom Convoy are not frozen, contrary to what you might have heard on the news. Give, send, go is working with many different campaign campaign organizers to find the most effective legal ways to continue funding and, and, and allow that to flow to them. Following GoFundMe's closure of the Freedom Convoy's uh, fundraiser, Give, send, go worked with the group's. Uh, organizers to launch a new effort according to a february 7th press release from the crowdfunding site the launch quickly became its largest campaign ever raising 4.5 million dollars in less than 24 hours quote along with the tremendous showing of support uh, there has been there has also been plenty of pushback wells said in a statement we've seen nearly 10 million bots get this we've received nearly 10 million bots trying to overwhelm our servers in just the past 2 hours the past 2 hours though this has caused issues for the platform we will not let it stand in the way of providing a safe and effective means of fundraising for our campaign owners across the globe go send i'm sorry give send go has continued its stand with the Freedom Convoy, stating it will seek legal efforts to ensure funds reach those for whom they are intended. In the group's la- uh, last post, the crowdfunding site uh, restated its solidarity with the Freedom Convoy, tweeting, we are on the side of freedom. <laughs> so uh, that that is quite the contrast to the earlier fundraising uh, platform that basically wanted to take the money and run. <laughs> um, but no matter what the, the Canadian government says, it is not on the side of freedom, like the, like like what we see from the, uh, the, the people at Give, and Go. Um, they have already started arresting and jailing people, believe it or not. And in a story from Fox News, it says supporters of a Canadian pastor who has spent the past week in Calgary uh, Red, Redmond Center, after speaking to members of the Freedom Convoy, have organized vigils at various Canadian consulates in the U.S. to protest his treatment on uh, on Tuesday. Pastor Arthur Pulowski, who remains in solidarity uh, uh, solidarity uh, confinement for. 23 hours per day, according to his lawyer, was arrested last Monday after he spoke to members of the truck blockade along the U.S.-Canadian border in um, Alberta on February 3rd. During a 20-minute speech to the truckers, the pastor urged them to hold the line against government overreach without resorting to violence. They had reportedly reached an agreement to abandon their blockade of the U.S. border and travel to Edmund until changing their minds following Polowski's address. Oh, no, that's not good for the Canadian government. Polowski also recounted to them the parallels he sees between the Freedom Convoy and Poland's solidarity movement in the 1980s that ultimately led to the liberation of his native country, despite a crackdown from its communist government. He emphasized that we don't fight with guns and swords. Pulaski's most recent uh, arrest marked his fifth since the pandemic. It's the fifth time he's been arrested since the pandemic. He first made international headlines last April when he threw armed police out of his church, his sanctuary, when they attempted to inspect it for COVID-19 compliance during an Easter service. And again, we documented that right here on this podcast. After continuing to hold church services in defiance of a court order, he faced repeated dramatic arrests, including in the middle of a busy highway and on the tarmac of the Calgary airport. In fact this same pastor Polowski he uh, he actually uh, came on a tour uh, last last summer he conducted a speaking tour throughout the, U- the United States uh, meeting with lawmakers and warning large audiences that Western governments increasingly resemble the communist regime in Poland that he fled as a young man and when he came to the northwest here uh, he actually was confronted uh, by antifa who literally took his sound systems and, and things and threw it into the river right here in Portland uh, area. Uh, Pulaski was preparing to return to the border to officiate a church service and speak to the truckers uh, there last week when police apprehended him, according to Pulaski's son, Nathaniel Pulaski. Uh, there was an undercover police van, unmarked vehicles, uh, stocking our house, Uh, We're guessing for many, many hours because they were outside for a long time, he told Fox News Digital. Pulaski was ultimately charged on one account of of mischief uh, over $5,000, one count of aiding in in, uh, blocking critical infrastructure, and one count of breaching a bail condition for not keeping the peace, which was related to Uh, a probation condition under which he was placed in October after being arrested uh, following the U.S. tour. Pulaski remains imprisoned after being denied bail during a hearing last Wednesday And when a uh, Crown prosecutor alleged that the pastor's speech to the truckers was an overt threat to violence. (laughs) Pulaski uh, explicitly told the truckers twice not to resort to violence during their protests, according to even a video of the remarks. Quote, may God help us all because we don't fight with guns and swords, he said. We don't fight with tasers and the police vehicles. We don't. We just want to go back and work and work hard and achieve something and provide for our families. We just want to be left alone. Quote, again, I'm not talking about violence. Swords and guns, all that stuff. He, he later told the truckers, "You have the most powerful wings ever. You can move a thousand trucks. Who who can move ten thousand trucks with a hundred thousand supporters?" So Pulaski faced another bail hearing on Wednesday, and 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 he said, "You know, we're we're really we're we're at a pivotal point in history." Nathaniel Pulaski, his son said his father has been treated poorly in prison, but that he remains undeterred and has undertaken two fasts, actually, uh, on biblical tradition. Uh, the, he he first um he just finished a three day fast based on the story of of Esther, uh, where she fasts uh, so that the enemy would be exposed. and And he said uh, he's now doing a twenty one day fast, uh, a Daniel fast, which, is basically light food, no meat, that type of thing. It's eating vegetables so that he would get an answer from God. Um, Peaceful prayer protests against Pulowski's imprisonment happened Tuesday at the Canadian consulate in New York City, Seattle, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Las Vegas. Um, You know, it, it, it is interesting to me how we see what is happening in Canada, and we can't really almost... Um, we, we don't see a lot of that here in the U.S. What we're seeing from these people in Canada here, even after their own prime minister, or that's what they call, of course, a president in Canada, is cracking down on them, is, is is taking away their freedoms, and yet they're still undeterred. That, what what we see from these brave people in Canada is just simply nothing short of courageous. This crackdown from the government... There is is just nothing short of martial law, to be honest with you. Um, Something has to give, and and I I hope it's not the truckers, and and by extension, of course, freedom. Um, I, I I I think we need to keep a really close eye and help in any way possible that we can for these freedom fighters there to our neighbors to the north. And and you may agree with me on this, you may disagree. Would definitely love to hear from you on it, and of course, you can do so at Uncommon Sense Podcast. Dot com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organite Communications.